Imagine being able to sell more products or services in less time with less effort. That's what optimizing sales velocity can do for your business. In this episode, we'll dive deep into the world of sales velocity. We'll show you how to calculate it and provide you with expert tips on optimizing sales velocity for your business. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news. You're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. I'm your host today, Mallory Kuhn, Growth Marketer at Lean Labs. And I'm joined today by Chris Dubois, CEO of Lean Labs. Um, and we're going to be talking about sales velocity, which I know you've given some talks on before. Um, and so I'm excited to kind of get your take on, on this concept. So um, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I am doing great. I'm doing great. So let's start off pretty basic. Um, establish a baseline here. What is sales velocity? So in a, the simplest form, it is the rate at which a business makes money. Um, uh, it's a formula, it's a bunch of metrics, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk through, um, <clears throat> where you're basically using this in order to figure out how much money you can be making per day Based off your current pipeline, how many how many deals are coming in, things like that. Um, makes it really good for being able to track revenue. Because if you're not able to track revenue and actually see how much you're growing, right, then you're not going to be budgeting appropriately. You're not going to be uh, spending your money appropriately, and your business will fail. Right. It's just going to be a snowball effect. So, uh, I guess let's let's dive a little more into the details on that. Why? What is so important about sales velocity uh, aside from that big high level view of, you know, it'll yeah. protect you so, from failing. <laughs> it lets you, it lets you track the, the appropriate KPIs, right? Or it's in itself is a KPI, but it lets you look right. at other metrics and get really granular on how are we approaching these things that actually do impact how much revenue is coming in every day. Um, and so it gives you these insights into like, oh, we have a lot of opportunities coming in, but our win rate is terrible. Um, how are those correlated, right? How, what can we do to impact some of these? And you can start actually like getting, creating a strategy because you're looking at the correct numbers in order to actually move the needle. So diving into the numbers, what, how do you calculate sales velocity? Like we've talked about the different metrics that it encompasses. (laughs) What's the formula? How can I figure out our sales velocity? So super simple since, especially because I'm not a math guy, Uh, but (laughs) sales velocity is uh, it's a division statement, right? So on the top line, we have the number of opportunities um, that have come in, the average deal size, and then um, our win rate as a percentage. And then on the bottom is uh, the length of the sales cycle. And so it doesn't really matter. And for that, like you could be, you could track it in months, you could track it in days, weeks, whatever makes sense for your business. You just got to make sure you're consistent with it so that the output at the end for how much money you're making um, actually <laughs> okay. comes out the same. Don't don't shift that. And then <laughs> you're like, we're right. rich now. You're like, wow, it looks great. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that should go without saying. But <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah. One of, actually, one of the one of the fun parts about this too, um, like I've done this as a like presentations before and stuff, and you you can change each number if you double or cut in half each number um, by itself. 
the output is still the same. And so it's really important as you're looking at how do I impact this, uh, you know, the sales velocity, it's like they're all equally weighted. And so you can't say, well, opportunities is more important than win rate, because if you double your win rate, you're going to get the same results as if you have your standard win rate with twice as many opportunities. Right. Right. And so you really want to look at like, where's the low hanging fruit here that I can improve now? Because any time that I can improve one of these numbers, it's going to work out better. I don't need to just focus on one and go all in uh, because they are equally important. So is is it a common misconception that uh, someone would focus on the wrong one? Like what mistakes have you seen businesses make related to their sales velocity? So that's one. They pick a metric and they say, we're going all in on this. Let's go. And they spend a lot of time trying to get that metric fixed um, where if they just applied a little bit of effort somewhere else, they could have seen a pretty substantial impact. Um, which is why it's important to track all of these metrics. And then like within them, you have other metrics for each, right? If you're looking at the number of opportunities created, there's a bunch of other ways we can see like some leading indicators that show us that number. And so there's so many ways you can look at like improving all of these. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll pick one and they'll just go all in on that one. Um, probably even worse though, is when they, they just aren't tracking any of these metrics. Like, they're just like, oh yeah, we just we have leads coming in. So okay, how many leads are coming in? Right. right? How what is your win rate percentage? Um, knowing your win rate percentage too. Like some companies get super granular, which is awesome, right? If I know the difference win rate percentage for an organic lead versus a, um, like some offline source, right? Like a sales team is cold calling people. Um, that those matter, and being able to see, like, be able to compare them, see what what can we pull from each. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, those are probably the big ones. Uh, Oh, one other, some companies will say Uber did this or like Salesforce did that. And then they try to replicate it, but it doesn't work for your company. Okay. Right. And that goes the same with everyone. It's, it's like a random act of marketing, but here like random act of sales or depending on, <laughs> um, just because someone else did it was successful. Doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You need to have a deliberate reason for why you are doing something and make sure that it can't actually apply to your company. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So when we think sales velocity, even just in the name, you might be automatically thinking sales team, right? But mm-hmm. how, you know, we're, we do a lot with marketing because, you know, we're, <laughs> we work in marketing. Um, so how, how do marketing efforts intersect with and impact sales velocity? Like what can marketers do? What should business owners be aware of related to marketing and sales velocity? So this is the perfect example of why growth marketing is a much more uh, like holistic, better. it's a better approach to marketing. <laughs> I'm sorry for anyone who's traditional marketing who only wants to look at uh, you know traffic and, and leads. By working with sales, marketing has a huge hand in everything for sales velocity, right? And so uh, there's like the number of opportunities created, marketing can directly impact that. When it comes to your win rate, right? Even there, yeah, a lot of it might be sales training and making sure your reps are doing the right thing. But if I can give a like these, answer all of the objections that someone might have through content, your win rate's gonna go up because they're gonna show up to that conversation without these objections which also then speeds up the sales cycle. Right. Right. And so now like marketing just played a hand that 
impacts the entire number. Like just because it says sales velocity in there does not mean it's tied directly to sales for all responsibility. Um, it really requires that we're taking this unsiloed approach where everybody gets to work together. We share all of the uh, the findings that we're having, sharing the insights, and then everybody can go move the needle on all of these um, themselves. So with each of the different, um, you know, kind of metrics that makes up the sales mm-hmm. velocity, how does your approach, um, I guess, specifically from the marketing side, but, um, you know, we can talk a little more holistically if you'd like, how, how does your approach impact um, or how is your approach impacted rather by which metric you're focused on uh, at a given time? Yeah. So depending on what you... <sighs> All right, so step one, say we're going to take this in steps, right? Well, make sure we're tracking our metrics. Like we got we to gotta have an idea for the baseline. <laughs> if you don't measure it, you can't improve it. So we make sure we got that. And then we pick the metric that we believe we can move, move the needle on the quickest. And then we start going into the tactics on like, what can I actually do to influence this? But it's important because some, some of these metrics will impact things negatively, depending on how we do it. Right. So if we say, hey, we, we want more opportunities because we feel there is an opportunity to win here. Um, we should, one, we can get really specific on our lead criteria. That means uh, we know exactly who we're targeting. And so we can go make very, very specific messaging. You know, it's laser focused on bringing in our ideal client. But right. if we need to increase the number of leads right now, we should open that up a little more. We should let let more people in, so our qualification becomes less restrictive, and and we have more opportunities. Boom! We just increased our you know the number of opportunities just by making that one little change. But the issue is that our win rate will likely go down now because right. we just let in a bunch of people who aren't necessarily the most qualified. Might not be the best fit, right? Right. And so uh, same thing. If we're going to increase uh, deal value, right? One of the something a lot of companies like doing is giving out. Um, like discounts, but if you're going to, if you're trying to increase the deal value, right? How much money are we making per deal? Right. Don't give a discount. Step one, like that's there. (laughs) What can we give instead of a discount? Right. How can we sweeten this offer? So that's a no brainer. Someone wants it and it makes it feel very valuable. So they're going to pay us more money without us actually discounting anything. Uh, But if you want to increase your win rate, offering discounts is (laughs) going to help. Right. right? And so, so there's all these like little things that kind of play into each other. Um, so we have to really be deliberate about like, what do we want to move? What impact is this going to have on other numbers within the the metrics, right? If we double our uh, our number of opportunities, but we half our win rate, we're still coming out of the same number. And so like, so we actually didn't do anything except waste time and now not make more money. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah. And I got like a laundry list of like tactics that we've, we've worked out and we've tried them and. Um, and I've talked with, with companies that were able to implement these and it's just, it's fun to like, um, start looking at, you know, a very specific number and there's like quick tactics we can do to just like move it. Um, well, let's, yeah. I mean, let's talk a couple of those tactics. If you're going to optimize your sales velocity, right. You're going to need to take some steps. Um, right. as we've already established your steps, your approach, all of these things are going to vary depending on. A bunch yeah. of different things, yeah. <laughs> but let's take a for instance. Can can we walk through like some steps that someone sure. might take? So, say you were going to uh, you're trying to increase the number of opportunities, right? First metric on the on the list. So, something a lot of companies neglect to do 
is give their sales team unpaid sales time. And all that means, right, most sales teams are paid on commission. Right. And so, and they might have some other structure or whatever, but like the more time that they're selling, the more money they're making. And so for a sales rep to be motivated to go talk to marketing, yeah. it's not going to happen, right? Like they just, they're like, no, I'm just going to get on the phone and keep making calls until I sell. But that information that they have from talking one-on-one with a, with the potential client, you know, the prospects, if they can give that to marketing and now mark everyone's showing up better, like better fit, um, their sales calls go much better and stuff like their people are showing up just as much hotter leads. Yeah. And so giving your sales team, um, things like that, right. Just some unpaid sales time. Like, Hey, we want you to do two hours of, of prepping assets and stuff to questions, objections, things that you've heard on calls. Give it to the marketing team, let, right? Record your sales calls, pass those to them um, so that they can help you close more deals. And so by losing a little bit of their time actually selling, they're actually gaining like a huge opportunity to sell more. And that generally increases the number of opportunities because now marketing has better information to work with. Um, and that also, right, that if marketing has better information, it also increases the win rate, right? You can increase the average deal size that way and you can shorten the sales cycle. So one of the easiest thing to move, like move needle across the board is obviously give your, like get your sales team talking to marketing. Um, there are certain things on the marketing team. You can gate and ungate offers depending on what you're trying to do, right? If you want, you can gate offers. Um, hopefully you're giving something valuable. You're getting emails to be able to market to these people. So they're getting into your uh, like nurture sequences and everything. Right. Same time, if you ungate it, now you can give them value up front without asking for anything. And hopefully that next step of whatever you just gave them encourages them to sign up now. So they feel like they've had more value up front and they're now going in, they're more likely to uh, to move quicker through the pipeline or through the buyer's journey at this point. And so depending on what you're already doing, you can use that to, to kind of move the needle on it. Um, your marketing velocity matters too. So like going to the gating and ungating offers, right? If if someone converts on anything on our site, how quickly can we get them into the hands of sales? Right. I like looking at it with a like time on brand. Um, imagine every asset you own right across your YouTube channel, your your LinkedIn posts, like your blog posts, everything you have. There's a number for like an average for how much time someone needs to spend engaging with your content before right. they're ready. And that's the time on brand. So if we know it takes like three hours, right, before someone someone converts on an offer because now they they felt it, right? A lot of you, you might have heard, uh, listeners probably have heard, it takes seeing like an ad nine times or something before you action it. That's, yeah. some, that's yeah. similar to the time on brand, right? The more frequently you're seeing something and engaging with it, the more, right. the more it is. So it could be, yeah. I watch, you know, 10... YouTube videos at five minutes long, right? Or I'm reading LinkedIn posts and engaging with blog content for, you know, five minutes a piece. And like, it stacks up generally to the same. And it's kind of hard to track this number, but if you can figure it out for your company, it does give you some insights. And uh, and so now you figure out, okay, they're engaging mostly with this content. The speed, speed to lead or the time on brand is this. Now, how can we get them to through everything else pretty quick? Um, yes, that's a good one. Uh, deal value. Fun one is just bundling services and creating 
offers that are like, I, I like sitting down just thinking through like, how can we sweeten this offer? Right. Um, Alex Ramosi's um, hundred million dollar offers book. Highly recommend it for everybody. He breaks it down really well. Um, but it's fun to just sit there and be like, all right, I need to sell a phone call, right? The only point of this website is to get someone on the phone with sales and stuff because they're so excited. So now what could I offer just in that phone call? Right. Right. That would get someone to pick up with sales. And it's, it's, it's like exciting. You get to like, <laughs> you know, you just get to think <laughs> of like all these things you can, you can set up and you got to work with the sales team to be like, Hey, if I tell them we're going to do this, can you do this? Because if they show up on the call and they're not satisfied, then obviously right. we have a problem. Um, but you get to play with those and yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, increasing the win rate. There is a huge, huge difference between calling a lead um, within five minutes of them converting and calling a lead like an hour after. I mean, like we're talking like 95% difference wow. in the uh, in the win rate. When someone converts, you need to get to them fast. I can't remember what company we were just talking about. There was, man, it's built into the company culture where if they get pinged, like they can be in mid-conversation with someone in the office. And if they get a ping on their phone saying a lead just converted, they will leave that conversation immediately. Like yeah. and nobody, because they know they need to go pick up, like someone, right. someone just converted, it's a hot lead. And they will leave that and no one's offended because everyone in the organization wants to win that lead. Right. I've worked with, some uh, some teams where that was the huge difference, right? They were, we weren't putting the leads right into sales hands because they were, had to go to a manager who then decided, oh, it needs to go to a rep in this state or here. And they were like, it just took time. So even if they were doing it fast and they caught it all at once, it was still 15 minutes before anybody yeah. called yeah. them. And so it's like, all right, well, we need to make workflows and build build this out so that we can look at the leads, see where they're from, automatically send it to that sales rep and now within a minute, right, we're getting it into the hands of sales and they're putting, picking up the phone, getting, getting into that call. And now we just increase the, um, the win rate, you know, with, with almost no effort. We, we built one workflow and now it's like win rates jumping up. Um, yes, there's a bunch of things like that. Um, obviously, sales training, having other assets for sales collateral, like just making sure the sales team knows how to yeah. win a deal. <laughs> yeah, will it increase important. your sales rate? Yeah. Um, and then uh, for shortening the sales cycle, um, you want to maintain control of the sales process. This is one that slips away from a lot of sales teams where if they give too much control of the process to the, the individual, right? They don't like kind of coach them to the next step. Like, oh, you need to go talk to decision makers. All right, let's put a call on the books now. Can you talk? Do you think you'll be able to talk to them by Thursday? Right. right? And then, and you get them to commit to these things so that, there's a timeline. There's a backstop there. It's not like, oh, we're just going to go back and think about it. It's like, well, no, I don't want you just going back and thinking about it forever because I know you're just like me. You got tons of stuff you're dealing with right now. Right. You're going to get distracted. We're not going to talk again. So going to get backburnered and yeah. Right. And so let's let's set it up and, and like let's keep control of that sales process. You're not you're still helping them buy, right? You're not pushing them to a sale, but you're kind of keeping the process going. So at least if they say no. You can go focus your effort elsewhere instead of just having an I don't know. That's not chewing up some of your frequency or your uh, like free time and stuff. Um, I mean, with that, get your decision makers on the phone up front, right? Get them like if you're you want to shorten the sales cycle, don't have them come off the phone to go <laughs> talk to a decision maker. Just get the decision maker on. Hey, bring them in. Like who else is going to need to be here for this this thing, right? You do it with a 
uh, you're going to sign up for a gym membership and training. If you could get their the spouse there at the same time, now they don't <laughs> they don't have a reason to go back and be like, oh, I'll think about it and go talk to. Them. It's like, no, we're going to talk right here. Come on, don't you want them to be successful? Like, you can do it. You know, right in that conversation. I'm not a sales expert, but like, <laughs> um, you know, in any. Right, but you work with imagination. sales Yeah, teams, but I work with you know? enough sales teams that, yeah, that we've, we've talked through all of these things. Um, you can also um, build offers to specific segments, right? And this will help with win rates. This can increase your offer value. But if you know an industry prefers these items within your, your offering, right? Within, within your product, your whatever you're doing for them, your services. Um, if you can get really specific in that offer, that also shortens the sales cycle because you're giving them something that's very specific to them and they feel like they know you, um, better within that. Right. And so like they can say, oh yeah, I see exactly how this is going to help me right now. Let's do it. Right. And so they can, they can go into that, but I could talk on this for, <laughs> for a while. Yeah, I love um, it though. These are such great actionable tips, um, yeah. that, that, you know, hopefully our, our listeners are going to be able to take and, uh, implement something, you know, today, mm-hmm. immediately. Um, so we know that like communication though, and working together with different teams seems to be really important for sales velocity. Sales mm-hmm. and marketing need to be involved. Are there any other teams, individuals, yeah. parts of the organization that really need to be involved and bought in to optimizing sales velocity? Yeah. So every, every team needs to be in there, right? So marketing and sales have a very deliberate role, but even services um things that the service team can be doing to help with sales velocity um but one once once the service team has it right customer success team whatever you want to call them for your organization um you you have the ability to stop churn and so you might not be increasing net new sales but you're stopping the loss of other sales so your burn rate is going to look better um but what they can also be doing is making sure people are getting results capturing those results and then getting testimonials. And yeah. so now we have assets that we can be using within our marketing efforts. And so rather than if the sales team sees that, Hey, we're getting a bunch of uh, people in the telecommunication space and stuff, we can go find those customers we already have in the telecommunication space, create assets, create the case studies, give examples of ways they have used this in order to win. And yeah. we can package that and now give it to any telecommunications company coming in. So that's going to you know shorten the sales cycle. It's going to probably increase our win rate. It's going to make our product feel more valuable, so we can increase our average deal size. We're probably going to get more opportunities because people aren't going to waste time shopping around as much if they see how awesome we look, right? And so, like super simple things that we can be doing across the board from every team in order to facilitate this. It's really why get cutting the silos, focusing on growth teams is very important. So sales velocity, we've talked about why it's important. We've talked about some of the hazards. If you're not focusing on it, the things that, uh, you know, the struggles you can come into. Is it possible to focus too much on it? Um, So like, where does this metric fit in with all the other KPIs you should be tracking? Where does it sit uh, or should it sit uh, in terms of importance um, in the grand scheme? Because we know we can't prioritize everything at once, Mm -hmm. right? So where should this fall? So I, yeah. It's kind of hard to give a, a very yeah. specific answer because every organization is going to work a little different. Um, right. I think it's it's up there as one of the top metrics you should be looking at because if your sales velocity is made up of other metrics and all of those metrics are made up of other metrics. And so even if you're not specifically saying, I'm going to influence my sales velocity, 
right? Or like I'm trying to influence this by working on every other metric, you are impacting your sales philosophy. Right. And so you can choose what the most critical thing for you to work on is. Um, and it doesn't really matter because something it's going to be helping you increase the size of your pipeline, gener- you know, generate leads faster. Um, it's going to be doing all these things. So I would say, no, there's, there's probably not ever too much focus on sales <laughs> velocity. Um, there might be too much focus on an individual metric within that, right? A well, lot of times, hey, if companies, anything, yeah. it seems like it, it can only help, right? It can help stop you from getting tunnel vision on one specific metric if you make sure you're also considering how that metric impacts the larger sales velocity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's important because as soon as someone says, nope, all we need is more opportunities, like, well, do we? Like, yes, <laughs> like we probably do. But if our sales team's like, win rate is 5%. Hey, I think <laughs> I think we need to get some sales training. Like let's spend our money there instead of on ads. Right. 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 Like cuz that's what's going to actually move the needle. And so, yeah. So let's wrap up. I'm just going to say do you have any what parting advice do you have for marketing professional, marketing team, marketing manager, lead who is looking to just get started optimizing their sales velocity? Yeah. If you, you can't improve something unless you're measuring it first. So take a look at the metrics that go into your sales velocity, capture them somewhere, and then start looking at how you can improve all of them. Like, honestly, if you can start mapping these out, even just have a chart, number of opportunities, and just keep looking at it month over month, week over week, however you want to like break down your chart. And actually start looking at the progress of each of these so that you can understand what actions you're taking within the company are actually impacting each of these. And now you get some more insights into what'll work for you, but you have to start tracking it. Um, and then kill any silo that you have in your team. And if you're, if you need like an initial way to start that, right? Your teams are already siloed. And you're like, hey, this, there's a mistake here. Pick someone and, be, and just say, hey, you are now our sales liaison. You are the marketing <laughs> liaison. And then right. do a meeting and have all, all of them sit down and just share ideas. And it's the start because from that, you're going to start getting proof that these teams working together can actually help the company. And you're going to be able to spread that like through internal marketing, show them, Hey, we put this team together. We had, you know, little tiny meeting where we just shared ideas and look at all the results we got. We need everybody doing this. Like we want every voice at the table. And then just doing that is can potentially help. Right. So. Awesome. Great advice, some great insights and really actionable uh, tactics and tips. Um, So thanks so much for sharing all that uh, with me today, chatting with me today, Chris. Um, It's been a great discussion and hopefully our listeners are going to be able to take these insights and start optimizing their sales velocity. Um, So thank you to our listeners for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and make sure you never miss an episode. And until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio. Want to grow your business? trying to find the right path to do it well we've got the answers go to stopscaling.com yes you heard right go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year